two men who normally met weekly at the needle workshop to stitch on a wide variety of projects and to gossip. But all seven people in attendance today were knitting, and all were working on toy animals. A heap of Excelsior stuffing was in the center of the table. I always thought Harry Whiteside would come to a bad end, said Brashada, a handsome black woman. She was casting off the last row of a small Paddington bear she'd been knitting. Yes, said Connor, his tone just a little remonstrative. But murdered? Surely that's a bit harsh. Harry Whiteside had been found in the kitchen of his fine Wysata home, his skull broken and his house vandalized. Brashada responded coolly. I knew his second wife, poor thing and helped her pack the day she left him. I thought at the time, that was, what, three years ago, that he deserved worse. I'm surprised she stuck with him as long as she did, knowing what a vast, pardon me, what a hard man he was, said Phil, who was knitting, of all things, a large fruit bat. But I thought it would be bankruptcy doing him in, not murder. He started small, Built slowly, then all of a sudden he's rich. Happened so fast. It seemed bound to fall down around his ears. But he wasn't actually a crook, was he? No, admitted Bershada. Well, not completely a crook, she amended. But a lot of people thought they got taken by his methods of doing business. She glanced around the table and added in a quieter voice, not excluding our own Mario Leary. Maddie wasn't exactly one of Cruel World's own. She was an ardent knitter and did some tatting as well, buying her supplies in the shop. But she didn't come to the weekly gathering of stitchers, and her cruel tongue kept the Monday bunch from inviting her to do so. Hey, Maddie got the better of him over the Water Street property, said Sherry. She was knitting a big macaw whose bright colors were echoed in the bunch of feathers on the natty green hat she wore. After all, he's the one who wound up with the deed. True, but he, and Joe Mickles, don't forget, bid her up well over what she thought she'd have to pay, didn't they? Said Godwin, the store manager, a young-looking 30-year-old man with a dulcet voice and very swift fingers. He had been showing off by knitting a leopard, a difficult task because of its random pattern of yellow-centered black spots. As he spoke, he was knitting the 40th, 41st, and 42nd stitch in the row of 45 that made up the long tail of the animal. I agree Joe Mickles has to take a share of the blame for the high price it sold for, said shop owner Betsy Devonshire, who wasn't sitting at the table but was working on an order for silk and ivory floss over at the checkout desk. Everyone knew Joe Mickles had long harbored a desire to put up a building in Excelsior with his name over the door. At one time, he'd thought to build it on the site of Betsy's building, and his ultimately futile attempts to force her out had led to plenty of bad feelings on both sides. He had recently tried to accomplish his goal when the great big car dealership at the top of Water Street had closed and the property had been divided in half and offered for sale. A Whole Foods grocery had promptly bought the Southwest End, and after an initial shaking out of half a dozen bidders, three people had contended for the Northeastern half.
It's very satisfying to make your dreams come true, said Valentina, who was driving her contractor crazy because she insisted on supervising every element of the reworking of a house she'd inherited. So I guess I'm feeling a little bad for Mr. Mickles. She was knitting a beautiful ram, complete with horns. Joe, Maddie, and Harry had taken up cudgels in a bidding war, all the more ferocious for the big egos of the three participants. All three refused to speak on the record about the struggle, but some local folks knew a few interesting details, and enough of them talked about it that many of the people living around Lake Minnetonka were able to follow with amazement as the bids were raised and raised again. Maddie won at the end, but the dust was yet to settle, and the hard feelings lingered. And now one of the three final bidders, Harry Whiteside, was dead, murdered in his own.